0: Right now, the 50-yard challenge is for kids to mow 50 free lawns for the elderly disabled, single moms, and veterans. Let's say you had a kid in New York that accepted this 50-yard challenge. They'll make a sign saying, I accept the 50-yard challenge. In return, we will send them a white Raising Man lawn Care Service T-shirt, along with shades and air protection, because safety is a must. Once they mow 10 lawns, they get an orange shirt, 20 lawns earns a green shirt, 30 a blue, 40 a red, and 50 earns a black shirt. And once they mow 50 lawns, wherever they are in this world, I travel to them, I give them brand new Raising Men Long Care Service T-shirts, and also give them a brand new lawnmower, weed eater, and blower. So, To date, about 26-27 kids have completed this challenge, and currently we have 350 kids nationwide, including one in Canada, seven in Bermuda and England, three in Australia, and two in Germany that are taking part in the 50-yard challenge. And it's growing, and it's growing, and it's growing, and kids are signing up almost every week. Um, You
1: know, it's just amazing. Knowing when to break through the boundaries of average to question the unquestionable is the sign of greatness. It's those moments when you get to the absurd stage that things truly get interesting. Though the world is in need of a new generation of leaders, leaders who have the courage to break through the boundaries and question everything around them. Though society is yearning for bold and enthusiastic women and men to provide the necessary leadership that will be required for the next leap forward. The journey to get to the brink can be unpredictable, but knowing you're at the brink, pure genius, my friends. Today, we are on the brink of greatness. okay so when's the last time you did a good deed for somebody and and you didn't expect anything back now I answer that honestly we just did it because well we felt it needed to be done sometimes you even sleep better at night friends sometimes she just it feels good you know i guess it really comes back to me givers and takers and in, in this world you'll find and you know what i'm speaking about there are those who give and those who take now it's kind of nice to surround yourself with the right kind of people isn't it but it is a given and taken kind of thing. And I want you to meet a gentleman today on the brink of greatness, friends, who certainly knows how to give. Our brink thinker today, Rodney Smith, Jr. And uh, quite a story, Raisin' Men Lawn Care Service. Fascinating story how this all came about. There's a pivotal moment in a brink thinker when you get to a point of your life where something happens that changes everything. Sometimes it's just something, you know, it's so not just something simple. It doesn't have to be extraordinary. But something's going on, and, it, you, and your life can virtually change in, in, a, in a minute. But I want to go back to that day when it all changed, and you've seen somebody. Who, and tell us what the story was when you seen that person. I, I don't know if they were trying to cut their lawn and they couldn't, or what had exactly happened. Bring us back to that day. What was happening?
0: So I was just leaving school. Uh, it was a hot day in August, or early August, July in July and I came across this elderly man outside
1: mowing his lawn. And And when you say elderly man, how old was he?
0: He was in his late seventies. Okay, all right. Named Mr. Brown. Okay. And he was struggling, I could tell, he was was going real slow, Looked like he was struggling a bit. So I pulled over and I helped him out and that's one small act of kindness. Changed my life forever and it made me want to start mowing free lawns for the elderly, disabled, single moms and veterans.
1: Right. So, Mr. Brown, Mr. that was his name, yes. right? Yeah. Now, yes. now, now, and and what year was this, by the way, Marty? Twenty fifteen. Okay, so not too long ago, right? It was just a few no, years not, long, not really. not ago. Okay. So, Mr. Brown, so you see him out there on a hot summer day, trying to cut the lawn, and he was having difficulties with it. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, at that moment. What was going on in your life at that point? Did you have a job yourself? Was you unemployed? Was you employed? What was happening in your own life? Was you? I mean, what I'm saying is, was you in a position where you were in, in a change mode? Were you looking for something else in your life? What, what was the direction of where you were at? Oh, at the time, I, I was
0: my senior year of college. So oh. I was just going, just hoping get to make it to the final, the finish line. So that's what I was, my mindset at the time was.
1: All right, very cool. So you were you were in your senior year. All right, I didn't I didn't know that. That's where you were at that yeah. point of your life then. All right, so you really had your whole future to look forward to. And you did you know where you were going to go in your future direction at that point, or you, were you certainly? I certain, mean, at, certain?
0: the, at the time it was at the time it was something with computers because that was a the bachelor's in computer science, so okay, probably again in the IT IT field.
1: Are you you're a tech guy. You're a tech uh, t- uh, nerdy guy, kind of techie.
0: A little, a little bit.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I know I don't mean to put a connotation of the nerdy, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. <laughs> I mean, in, yeah, a yeah. Friendly, in a friendly way, I say that, buddy. So, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. were uh, But you had to take my – okay, and so that was the direction you were heading You you were getting your degree in. So you're out there the summer day. You see Mr. Brown, and he's – so what happens – so what do you do? You go up to him and say what?
0: I just pulled over and just walked up to him. And as he saw me walking to him, he stopped, and I just told him. Can I finish the lawn off for him? And he was more than happy to. Now, what did he? he what firm. did
1: he say? Right? Well, what was the look on his face? Or what did he say? Come I, on, now. you know. If, did you know him prior to that moment, or had you ever no, met? No, I, I, I didn't. It, I didn't know him at so, all. All right, so this is a complete stranger. Exactly. And you're driving a car, and you pull the car over, and you just go up there and you offer. What? What motivated you to do that, buddy?
0: Like, oh, the best way to put it is, it's God telling me to do it. Because even before this moment, when I first finished high school, mm-hmm. I went to Fort Lauderdale, Florida to attend ITV Tech. And I was there for about six months. Okay. And during those six months, you know, I, I didn't like it because I was fresh out of high school, went to Florida, living by myself in an apartment. And I just remember asking God to use me as his vessel. He didn't give me answer that day, not a month later, not even a year later. It happened a few years later, and I believe that time was when I came across the elderly man.
2: Mm. And it was
0: like God telling me just to pull over and and offer your help to the gentleman. Mm. And that came wow. my life forever.
1: Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm really um, stunned at where we're at right now in this conversation early on. I have to say that is awesome, Rodney. That is absolutely awesome. So, I mean, I'm just imagining what Mr. Brown thinks when you're walking up there and, he, and yeah. then you offer to finish the lawn and you're doing what, – what did he say just – I mean, he had to have been moved by the whole experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, at first he was, you know, for real, for free, and I told him for free.
1: Yeah, he he and thought there was a it, come on, right? He thought there was a catch, because yeah, most yeah. people would think there's a catch, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't expect things for free these days. You know, to this, this day, there's people that are like, you're doing my loan for free? So.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the other problem is a lot, especially the elderly, then they think you're going to take advantage of them, right? Right? Exactly. I mean, come on. That happens every day, and that happens a lot out there, sadly rodney you it know does.
3: yeah i mean it's does. not good
1: it's not good but it happens and a lot of people do yeah. this kind of thing that's what makes us so so terrific and so unusual um this is a definite definite yeah. brink of greatness story if there ever was one this is fantastic um i gotta know something with mr brown now um do you still is mr brown is he doing okay today is he just do you communicate with him still do you do as well?
0: Uh, sadly passed on
1: he did. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's let's let me ask you about that. When did he pass on?
0: Had to be early 2000, 2017. So
1: two thousand seventeen. Now had you been That's doing like, this, after that? Yeah, date? I
0: was doing his lawn since yeah. then, yeah.
1: You, so you did it for a while? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. And he's he's passed on. again, he was he was quite elderly at the time. And was he sick, do you know, Rodney? Or
0: I, I don't Do you know I mean, much? No. I didn't. I didn't know too much about it, so I just right, knew. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a personal thing, that's obviously. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. And then he passed. on. now, did his family? What did his family ever think about this? Did you ever have a conversation with any of his family or any of? I'm, I'm just wondering.
0: Not, not too much. Uh, I believe maybe his granddaughter or daughter, somebody. I can't remember. I okay. so would check on him often, and I talked to them once, twice. But they, they really appreciated because you know he and being up in age and. Not being able to afford to pay anyone hmm. the most loans, you know, because you know a lot of people on fixed at this age on fixed incomes, then there's only so much money they can get, and really tough to sp- spend out money right. on a loan right. when you're trying to save up. Oh and yeah, oh. putting other important things.
1: You know, I have to tell you something here. You know, uh, and I mean, I'm thinking here, Rodney, that all right, you helped this Mister Brown out. On that day, on that hot summer day, and you helped him out for a while after that. It sounds like a couple of years or so you were doing the lawn, yeah? Yeah. Almost yeah.
0: two, yeah.
1: Yeah, something like that. So yeah. and he and you helped him out, okay, but I'm gonna take a shot at this and suggest to you that boy, he helped you out a lot more. He gave he gave a lot more back to you, didn't
0: he? Yeah, I mean that moment changed my life forever. Like but now would have came across him, the chance I won't be
1: doing this today or even talking to you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mr. Brown. Do you, do you, I have to ask you on your site and I, I was just looking at it a bit ago, do you reference Mr. Brown in your mission statement or any of your copy or anything else? Or do you?
0: Um, in, in a few of the interviews I've done, I've referenced him.
1: Okay. Yeah. So. He should be yeah. an icon. He should be an icon with, yeah. or yeah, you should put him, he should be in your mission statement. I want to suggest to you, he should be on your yeah. site just as an icon, just as a, as you're a, you're right. Absolutely. It's an extraordinary human being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, buddy. yeah this, what,
2: th- this almost says there's no coincidences. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, t- talk
1: about that, Kevin, a moment.
2: Well, things happen in your life that sometimes you think are just by accident. But in reality, in this part of the story with Rodney, I mean, this gentleman who's struggling, mm-hmm. you know, and he went up and helped actually changed his life forever. Mm-hmm. And if I think of his, you know, talking with God, where he says, God, you know, help me. Mm-hmm. This happened for a reason. And so Mr. Jones was there for a reason. So there are no coincidences. People are putting your way for a reason to help you along your path. So you do good.
1: Yeah, I believe that. So you're saying Mr. Brown was yeah. there for a reason.
2: I believe so. I really believe so. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so, too. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm. I'm stunned really at the whole thing. The fact that it all that all happened that way and came down that way. Uh, and the fact that you recognized it, Rodney, that you read the signs or you, you were, you were spiritually plugged in to be able to catch that message. Cause that's important. Let's touch on that a moment. You know, you, you have to be spiritually plugged in to be able to get that vibe, get that message, to get that direction in life. And you kind of were already there, right? Yeah. You
0: can say that. I mean, Waiting, waiting on my um my mission from God. You know, it, it's not when it doesn't happen when you want it to. It happens at the right time, and his time is always the right time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask you a moment, Rodney, before we leave that about your faith. A moment. Have Have you always been um a man of faith, or was it later oh, in course. life that that happened for
0: you? I, I've always been a man of faith. You know, always been strong. But you know, just that, just that time when I right out of high school, going to college and fall out of Florida. When I asked God, you know, I I remember crying. And then after asking them and telling them to use me as a vessel, I could just feel a a weight of release, you know, just the pressure of the time. Whatever I was going through just lifted off me. And then I I just felt calm and I knew something was gonna happen, you know. Mm. I just waited, waited for my, waiting for the sign.
1: Rodney uh, Smith Jr., you are a rock star, buddy. (laughs) You are a rock star for a lot of reasons. I mean, a lot of reasons. Yeah.
2: And I I think of that term that he used, help use me as a vessel. Mm -hmm. He wasn't telling God what he wanted. He was waiting for God to tell him, use me in the way that's appropriate and I'll do it.
1: And the piece that comes over one, Kevin, for that, you know, the piece that comes over him for that is it's got to it's got to be a tremendous lift off anybody. You know, when you think about it in those terms. Right. Yeah. I
2: mean, it's, it's, that, it's just that critical moment of where he's a, he's the one asking. He's saying, help, help use me as a vessel. Mm-hmm. A lot of times everyone wants something like, hey, give me. I want to do this. Hey, I want to be a millionaire. Right. Help mm-hmm. me get to that. No, he didn't ask. Right. You know, make me a millionaire. He says, You tell me what you want me to do, yeah. and I'll do it.
1: Yeah, that's such a viable point. Uh, it, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, Kevin, I t- opened up and talked about givers and takers, you know, mm-hmm. and here we are, and we come full circle already in this conversation about givers and takers. Um, but there is something about the mission when you, um, the mission is rich when you are in it for the right reasons. And it's not predicated on whatever that is, like you say, whether it's a million dollars or I want to do this or I want to do that or whatever it might be. Uh, that's not, the, it, in other words, it's the journey forward, not so much the fact that it's built a, a, around wealth or uh, tangible items or something that you think you need in your life. Maybe it's a fancy car, maybe it's something else. But it's more than that. It's really, these things will come into your life. I mean, you, you get some of those nice little treasures when you're doing the right stuff, you know, when it all makes sense. I mean, and, and that's, I guess, what we're talking about here with Rodney. So, Rodney, I I'm, I'm really feel, I really like this Mr. Brown. I have to tell you, this is, um, I, I really like this story a lot. I like this Mr. Brown <laughs> and the fact that, and there's a lot of, I guess I just say to people out there, there are a lot of Mr. Browns out there that need that help. And and, and I wanna talk about that ahead more because Rodney now has made it his life commitment, friends, to go and help those Mr. Browns. And not only that, but also our veterans and other people that are handicapped and other folks that are having challenges in life. Um, and he's done something extraordinary with all of this. Um, and the fact that he's providing this service in so many different areas, and we'll talk about that just ahead geographically. I, I know he's got different chapters and things happen. I mean, this guy is an entrepreneur, but in a very unique way. And, and I, again, I, said, I want to talk about that as well. How do you raise the money for all this? And how do you make all this happen? And you've got to have people doing all the work, obviously. And so, because if you're offering the services for free, that's not really your product. So where does your product come into this thing? Well, maybe that's through donations and that sort of thing. But before we go there, and we'll get all those answers just a a moment here, friends with Rodney. Well, listen, this story should have impacted you already today because it certainly has me. I have to tell you, I I fully did not expect to run into Mr. Brown today on this program, I have to tell you. Yeah, I did not expect that at all. And the fact that we've done this already, it makes this program today um, so valuable for all of us to hear. And the fact that Rodney uh, seen that that day, and a man who was, again, was in his last year of college, he was ready to uh, um, you know, figure out what he was going to do with his life as a tech, I mean, something more in the technical field. Um, and here he is, his whole life, the whole thing changes. What do I say to you all the time? Life can change in a brink, right? It can change in a brink, the brink of an eye, friends. It can just change like that. At a split moment, it's what it did here. And just for that day forward, now he's got a whole different life journey that he was supposed to be on. So, well, anyways, friends, that's the Brink of Greatness. There are extraordinary stories back on the platform. Uh, The site, brinkofgreatness.com. It's a place you can go and just enjoy. There's no bad news on there. That's the really cool thing about the Brink of Greatness. So it's all good. People go there and say, wow, this is really something else. Uh, you can read great stories. There's a lot of videos in the stories you can watch. You can submerse yourself in some of those stories. You can reach out to the website. You can do a lot of that there. Uh, and you can listen to all the podcasts. Once these shows are go from talk radio, they go right to podcast as well. But for the premiere show, you'll always catch it Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday and Sunday. That's where you hear this, the live version of this on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And there's a lot back at America Out Loud as well. You'll find this story on Brink and America Out Loud as our mothership here. Uh, But again, the great stories. I encourage you to cuddle up with the stories. You can go and take your shoes off even and just relax in the comfort of your home or your office and have some fun with it. Friends, let's, uh, let's continue on the story with Rodney Smith Jr. We're gonna take a pause here and leap forward in just a moment. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Friends, we are back on the brink of greatness. It's Malcolm Out Loud here with Kevin Williams. We're on with Rodney Smith, Jr., and we're talking about, started with cutting lawns, raising men lawn care service, So, Mr. Brown, as you hear in the first segment, he runs into Mr. Brown, an elderly man, probably his late 70s or so. He's no longer with us, Mr. Brown. and and, and is a physical being here, Uh, but he certainly is the icon behind this magnificent story. And Rodney was uh, just finishing up college, technical background, sees Mr. Brown out there, and he decides to pull the car over and go finish his lawn. Now, how many people do you know in your life would do that? I wonder. I mean, how many people would seriously do that? You have to be motivated. Yeah, first you have to love life first of all, and you have to be motivated. You have to be motivated to make a difference, Kelly, because we have that you know given and taken kind of thing here. Um, So, Rodney, you do the one lawn that day. Now, the story still now from that moment that day. What mm-hmm. happens next? So, what happens next? How many more days go by before this light bulb comes on? Like, is it months? Is it weeks? Is it what? Is it hours? I mean, what happens with what happens next?
0: Oh well, I decided that that night I'll start moving free lawns for the elderly, disabled, single moms, and veterans. So, all I done was I went on Facebook. I went to a local yard sale site. I told them about my experience. And I told them I will start mowing free lawn for the elderly, disabled, single moms, and veterans. And if you know anyone that fits the criteria,
1: mm-hmm.
0: please let me know and I'll come by and mow your lawn.
1: Now, when you say that, was this a post on Facebook? Is that what you say?
0: Yeah, it was a post on Facebook.
1: So you throw a post on Facebook. Okay, and, <laughs> and what, what happened to that post? Did it get a response?
0: Yeah, yeah it got a, a little bit of response. People okay. started sending me. But one of the one of the requirements were, was that um for my first few lawns that the homeowner have a lawnmower because at the time I didn't have my own lawnmower I was staying in a, in a small apartment and after I believe about probably my tenth lawn I realized that I was getting a lot of requests and I need my own lawnmower so what I done was I went to I think was it Craigslist mm-hmm. and I was searching for a used lawnmower and I came across one. So what I did was I messaged the gentleman. It was at a hundred dollars. I asked him what's the lowest he would take it for. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I told him what I was going to do. And then he decided to give it to me for free.
1: <laughs> that's and I what, was hoping, made, free. <laughs> that's and what
0: that, I was hoping, buddy. You know, that's what I was hoping, Rodney. <laughs> and it, so that, that that's another yeah. sign from God. Look, I want to yeah. give you this free lawnmower. Yeah. So you, you can start the mission. And then that just and you know, everything else. You can't make it up. That's how. That's how it is. You can't is. make when it up when you're doing God's work. You can't make it
1: up. You can't make it up, buddy. This is your unreal. So you get the lawn off for free now, uh, which yeah. is funny. It's a hundred bucks. Okay, cool. And so now you're in business, or well, we say you're in business, but how are you going to support yourself now by offering all these free services? Where's the money going to come from?
0: Oh, at the time I was, I was in between classes, moving lawns and. Mm-hmm. I didn't have money of my own. I would, my parents would help me out with rent and stuff, so I would save up a little money that they would help me with rent and I would use it towards gas for my lawnmower and just cut in between classes. Then eventually, one of the ladies' lawns who I moved, she must have contacted the news and the news reached out and I, I guess they had a segment where they surprised people doing good things in the community with like $300 and. Mm-hmm. That that helped me a lot with gas for the lawnmowers because the lawnmower doesn't take that much gas, but they helped me so much.
1: Right.
0: And then, yeah, I, ca- I kept on with the mission. I kept moving on. I, I, I reached 40. Then I realized I reached 40 quick. Then I'm going to go to 100. I kept going and going and going. And I reached my 100th lawn, but probably around my 80th lawn, I realized that I said to myself, what am I going to do once I finish my 100th lawn? Mm-hmm. And that's when the idea of Raising Man lawn Care and Service came about. So the official Raising Man lawn Care Service itself started January
1: 2016.
0: So and these, months, I, like I, I, these I lawns,
1: my, now you do these lawns every week or every other week or every month or what? How often do you do well, well, for,
0: for My first hundred, um, I was just doing a hundred different lawns. If they need me to come back, I would do them, but I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't, uh, Put that to the total because I wanted to be 100 straight different loans.
1: I see.
0: I so I in, be- in between classes and computer science, doing coding and all that, had a, a, a hour break between class I'll find a lawn nearby, go do it, come back, class ready People look at me crazy. I just I believed in the mission. I mean, mm-hmm. I, looking back at it now, you know, God God had it all set up. You know, He He knew mm-hmm. what He was doing. Here, the story is already written. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Living it out, no.
1: Right, right. Now, what did your parents ever say to you <laughs> when you came in, and they were going to help you with the rent and all this? What did they ever say to you when uh, you, they knew you were going to do all this for free? You're 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 just finishing up college, uh, mm-hmm. and now you're going to offer this for free. Did they ever kind of ask you if you were out of your mind?
0: Oh uh, no, n- not at all. Okay. But they didn't. They, they just because they knew I was I was real passionate about it very passionate they they didn't looking back at it now they they didn't think it would grow into all of this to a organization
1: right well who would yeah, so so you yeah uh-huh. and we'll, yeah we'll talk more about that so so they didn't give you any difficulty with it but and they were supportive of it that's that's uh, unique in itself kevin huh
2: well you know sometimes parents if they find their kids are passionate about a good thing sometimes we're just like hallelujah <laughs> he has something that he cares about so, I thought it important.
1: Well, yeah, because passion uh, will drive a lot of things. I mean, passion is a driving force in all of us. If we're passionate, you know, the thing about it is, Rodney, uh could you see yourself as this thing grows? And we'll talk more about the growth of this organization, what's happened, in just a moment here. As this thing grows, could you see doing this for the rest of your life?
0: I can. Yeah, I, I really can because it's a it's a movement and. I would like to see it go like a big brother, big sister organization. And wow. I believe it's heading in that direction because we're getting kids around the world okay. taking part in our 50 yard challenge. We almost have a kid in each, in all 50 states. So in total right now, I have about 350 kids nationwide taking part in the 50 yard challenge. All right,
1: let's, let's talk about that. Hold on just a moment. Now I want to, I want you to tell us all what that is. Cause I remember reading that somewhere, but I don't know all the details of it, what you call it, a 50 yard challenge.
0: Kishore, tell us about
1: that place.
0: 50-yard challenge. And the 50-yard challenge started back in 2016. So when the organization was was founded in 2016, January, a few months went by and we went viral on the internet. And shortly after, I got a message from a lady by the name of Shannon, Mm -hmm. who lived in Wichita, Kansas, and a lady by the name of Lori, who lived in uh, Marion, Ohio they saw what we, what we were doing with kids in Huntsville, Alabama, with the organization, and they wanted to get their son and grandson involved in the program. So that gave me the idea of getting their kids involved, even though they were in different states. So I came up with the idea of the 50-yard challenge. I told them if they moved 50 lawns, you know, I'll bring them a brand-new lawnmower, weed eater and blower. So that kicked it off. And these two young gentlemen have been on to – Passed the 50 yard challenge and mowed 100 plus lawns. And so, right now, the 50 yard challenge is for kids to mow 50 free lawns for the elderly, disabled, single moms, and veterans. Let's say you had a kid in New York that accepted this 50 yard challenge. Mm-hmm. They'll make a sign saying, I accept the 50 yard challenge. In return, we will send them a white Raising Man lawn care service t shirt along with shades and air protection because safety is a must. Once they mow 10 lawns, they get an orange shirt, 20 lawns earns a green shirt, 30 are blue, 40 are red and 50 earns a black shirt, and once they mow 50 lawns, wherever they are in this world, I travel to them, I give them brand new Raising Man Lawn Care Service t-shirts, and also give them a brand new lawnmower, weed eater, and blower, and and to date, about 26, 27 kids have completed this challenge, and currently we have 350 kids nationwide, including one in Canada, seven in Bermuda and England, three in Australia, and two in Germany that are taking part in the 50-yard challenge. And it's growing and it's growing and it's growing and kids are sunning up almost every week, and um, you know that's just amazing.
1: <laughs> Hi. I have a, I have a smile on from cheek to cheek here, Rodney. <laughs> it is, uh, oh yeah. No, I'm just, that's why I'm just listening to you, buddy. I love it. Um, tell us geographically, let's, let's talk about that now with Raisin Man Lawn Care Service. I love this 50 yard challenge. Love the shirt colors and love the fact that you go out there to meet with them and give them that. And so I want to know a couple of things. One, the supply, supplying the lawnmower, the weed eaters and all the, uh, the, the, uh, equipment itself, mm-hmm. the organization, does it buy that? Or, or do you have a deal with somebody? Is it, how, do, how does it get provided to the organization or do you no, pay for so it? It's just
0: supporters. I mean, if eventually we got a, a lot of supporters around the world, around the nation and we have an Amazon Christmas and we put lawnmowers, weed eaters and blowers on there and people go in there, purchase them and they're sent right to my house. And then every time a kid completes the 50-yard challenge, I take a lawnmower, reader, and blower and deliver to a kid. Okay. So
1: we're okay. very
0: grateful for the supporters.
1: Right. I was going to say, so supporters. So is it that people can donate to your organization? Uh, do you have sponsors? How does the money come in to run the organization? Well, everything all just,
0: people just donate them. Um, $5, $10, it all adds up, which allows us to do everything that we ever
1: do. There it is. Exactly.
2: I thought I had read, I thought I had read that Briggs & Stratton has helped you in some fashion. With equipment. Yeah, Was so,
0: so Briggs and Shredden, um, I, I've done something called 50 States 50 Lawns, where I traveled to all 50 states learning free lawns for the elderly, disabled, single moms, and veterans to make people more aware of the foundation and to get kids involved in the 50-yard challenge. So I done that, done that in 2017, summer 2017, Briggs and Shredden, they contribute to it. And I done it again in 2018, summer of that, they contributed to that one. And I also done it again in October 18 and then I done it again in December 18, but the first two times bringing insurance, contributed funds, as well as my lawnmower for those two trips, first two trips. I mean, so people along the way, people, you know, if I'm, I'm headed to a city, people say, look, I got your hotel for the city or people meet me at a gas station. Let me fill up your tank.
1: Wow. I mean, this is kind of almost sounds, Rodney, like its own ministry.
0: Yeah, you can say that
1: yeah I you mean, can. in some ways, I mean, and the comparison you make a moment ago to Big brother Big sister was of great interest to me. Let's talk about that connection a moment here, and what you and the value you're bringing to young people
0: just brings them a sense of community it um mm-hmm. it gives them a work ethic also see they're putting down the video games you know they can be, they can, they can be doing anything they don't have to be out here, mm-hmm. but they're putting down the video games and they're getting out there, meeting different people, and making a difference. So you don't see that that much in this day and age, but yeah. kids are doing it. Kids are stepping up to the plate and taking on the challenge.
1: Well, and just by putting the video games down, they're ahead of the game, period, because that, that ain't gonna do anything to improve their life, quite frankly. Uh, so you're right, getting out there, meeting people, doing other things makes a lot of sense. And hard work also builds character. Uh, and the fact of giving back builds tremendous character uh ge- geographically how far out do you go now where, where what are the areas you're in
0: well we, we're we have kids in almost every state now
1: i mean wh- how, how many how many in total are, are doing this now oh 350 okay. 350 kids
0: yeah so it, it's growing and my goal my goal by the start of the summer my kids getting out i'm hoping to have 400 kids
1: by the end of the summer, 400 kids. in, so, in I mean, the... Be,
0: before, be, before the summer, before the summer ends. I mean, right. before the summer starts, exactly. I want to have 400 kids starting off, you know,
1: so before the summer. pretty aggressive so, then. So you've got to get another 50 or so in play, huh? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think I could do it. I mean, they're coming in pretty rapidly when I um, promote them, promote the 50-yard challenge on Facebook.
1: And are most of them coming in from social media, via social media?
0: Yeah, yeah, most of them. Yeah. Word, of, word of mouth. Yeah. Kids standing with their friends in
1: school. Isn't that the power of social media, though? I mean, in that way, you're, you're tapping into social media, using it in a very favorable way. I mean, you're yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't always say that about it today, Rodney, because there's a lot of, lot of strange things with social media and a lot of nefarious things that are done, you know, with it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, so much, Yeah, social media has played a, a huge impact and part in what we're doing today, and without it, you know, I probably won't be in the position I am right now with raising my lawn care service because it's so – we can spread the word. People share it. People like it. People tell their friends, people tell their sons, their daughters. I also want to let you know that it's for boys and girls. So like when the girls sign up, they get a raising women's t-shirt. So we're trying to include both boys and girls to get out there and make a difference one, one at a time.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I wanted to ask you that too. With the, is it both? And I, I assume the, is the majority of it mostly boys and, but
0: yeah, mo- mostly boys. We have, a good a good bit of girl, young ladies taking part in it.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think a lot of young women want to cut lawn, probably, but they may want to give back, and maybe this is an opportunity for them to do something like that. But it's separate if you have a boy and a girl in your home, it's always the boy that has to cut the lawn normally, isn't it?
0: Yeah, normally. And we also, you know, it's not just lawn mowing. We also, for the for fall and winter, we also include raking leaves and snow shoveling. And we also Aww. include picking up trash for the younger kids. You know, okay. I'm also thinking about adding um, gardening for the young ladies, and even if the young men want to take part in that as well, they can take part in it. So just beautifying the the lawns that we're doing, and so these are other services you would
1: provide, right? Exactly. Other things you would do, and and basically on your website, it's very clear that this is for the elderly, disabled, single mothers, and veterans. Correct?
0: Yes, and then that's the reason for that is because I found that those four groups are uh, most of the times not able physically able to get out there and do it That's themselves.
1: Right. Website address, I want to just will give it out again, but we are We are yeah. right? Uh it's a good looking site too as well. Did you build this?
0: I did, I did. Um yeah, still a little work to do, but yeah, I yeah. I, I I built it myself.
1: Well, I ask you that because, uh, because you, you had some tech knowledge and background, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I asked you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like you built it. It looks like you had a professional build it by the way. So I didn't oh, ask you yeah. that because it was, well, I, I didn't, I don't want you to think I asked you that because it wasn't up to the task because it is, it's very well done, buddy. Very well done. With, within all of this and this, this organization now that is, is, um, You've got all these kids involved. You've got all this happening here. You've got all the services you're adding. You, you almost are talking to like a big brothers, big sister organization. So you're teaching fundamentals. Um, it sounds to me like the, uh, the opportunity of this growth of this organization is about endless. I mean, there's so much you can do for this and provide, I mean, incredible opportunities and services for our, especially our young people. Do you find yourself mostly in cities? Is it as it cities? Is it just country town USA? Uh, does it matter?
0: Um, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Um, you can be in the city. You can be in the country, and then once you get in the country, that's that's when you um, get those big lawns. And I, I only use a push more. And the reason because of that is because I want to show kids that I'm out there doing it just like them, pushing them more. I mean, if a kid has a, a riding lawnmower and they choose to use it, they, they, they're more than happy to, but I, kid, I encourage kids to get out there and, and push, a, push a big lawn, you
1: know? Right, right, push the lawnmower, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's just pushing the lawnmower with a push mower, as you say, and the heat uh, will keep you trim and slim, won't it, buddy?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it will, it will, yeah, especially in some of these summers, I'll tell you, you'll stay real trim and slim, but um, um, really good. Is there, a, is there an age limit, by the way?
0: Yeah, we are seven to 17. But seven. for the younger kids, we give them, like, you know, the toy little bubble mowers, we give them those. So we try to encourage all kids.
1: Right, right. But you'll give them a lighter task, in other words, not that not, you don't want somebody to get hurt with a mower if they're eight years old, oh, right? Of right? Right, right. Yeah. But they can do other things, as you say, right? It sort of yep. reminds me in some ways. Um, uh, Kevin you remember the uh, the folks those beautiful folks we had on with cleaning up the oceans when when That's when right. Rodney yeah you know, when Rodney's saying they want to get the kids helping and doing things like that it reminds me of that those beautiful beautiful folks we had in that story about the oceans wasn't that a cool story
2: it sure was yep yeah. they had they had volunteers that would come and there were kids and they get on the the beaches and start cleaning and little boats and little coves in Alaska and you know, it really is. It it helps everyone be aware of helping not only nature but helping human beings. And
1: yeah, yeah.
2: just it. I, I when I think of Rodney, mm-hmm. you know, and I think of the when he talked about the story of people meeting him at the gas station just to fill the tank. You know, it's almost like he is the Mister Jones to a lot of other people who are out there trying to, you know, who want to help, and he's giving them the opportunity to help, and they're. And I just, I mean, he's causing more random acts of kindness around the, <laughs> the country. Yeah. I mean, not just the kids who are out there mowing the grass, but then there's those people who want to help any way they can. It's like, hey, let me uh, fill your gas tank. Oh, let me give you that free lawnmower. Hey, let's, Yeah. it's just, it's just an amazing, when he talks of it as a movement, it's absolutely, we yeah. need all these <laughs> movements in the country today just to, People doing good for others. Um,
1: The show, by the way, I just referenced is called A Life Mission to End Ocean Pollution. Meet Chloe and James. And you want to look that up on thebrinkofgreatness.com, friends. There are a lot of great stories there uh, that you want to check out. So check that one out. And they were cleaning up the oceans in a big way. Uh, I love what they were doing out there. Pretty pretty phenomenal there. And some of the more recent shows, Greg Nantz how would you like to run seven marathons on seven continents in seven days? Uh, that's what he did. And then Cordelia, I mean, Cordelia Cranshaw, who was Miss DC, Who uh, what she overcame. And then you can read about uh, Steve Jobs' widow, Laureen Powell Jobs, and what she's doing out there for education. There's so many good people doing cool things on the planet, I'm telling you. And they're, they're, we highlight them on the Brink of Greatness. So there's there it is for you, brinkofgreatness.com. I'll go there, but do one thing for me. I want you to share the stories out there. I need you to share all the stories on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, everything out there you possibly can. I hope you'll share some of the unique stories. Let's continue on to find out about how to start a chapter and much more here with Rodney. We'll be back on The Brink in just a moment.
3: Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older. Until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampappa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code loud for an exclusive discount or call
1: 844-869-9958. It started with Mr. Brown. Simple, simple story back in 2016. I mean, Rodney sees an elderly man that's having trouble mowing the lawn and he gets a call from God, he says, a feeling in him that he needed to stop the car and he needed to go finish the lawn for Mr. Brown. Now, this is a guy that was in this last year, just graduated college, uh, technical background, figuring out what he wants to do with his life. And boy, did that change everything. So there you go. What I tell you all the time, one thing in your life can change the whole thing. I guess that's what I always say is we can't be afraid to open up the next door. That really is important in life. That's a lesson I, I think is a brink lesson. I, I always want to help. Uh, it's a teachable moment, I would call it, people. And I just... Let's not be afraid to open up the door that's in front of us. Now, think about that in the terms of if you're afraid to do that, you never know what's going to be behind that door, number one, and you never know what you're going to miss out on people. So don't be afraid. That's, that's what life is. Life is supposed to be all about that. Got to challenge yourself as well. Open up the doors in front of you. Check it out. That's how we all get better at what we do and we grow as people. The simplicity of, of Mead and Mr. Brown. And you just knowing what to do with that and, no, and doing the right thing, that's, that's worth everything.
2: Yeah, a lot of people are just driven by and not done a thing. And, and I think what you said earlier, Malcolm, about being in tune spiritually or however it is, it's just if you weren't, you were to miss that message to stop and do something because your mind is cluttered with a lot of other things going on in the world And sometimes when that happens, you miss out on those opportunities and listening to the spirit. So,
1: Kev, I think that's really important, buddy. I think for all of us to step back and and really assess the situation, but understand where we're at and listen to our inner calling, whatever that might be in life. You're right. We get so tied up with the day-to-day moment, the distractions, the struggles, the challenges of the moment, the day, whatever it might be. It's important to step back and look at all of this and Rodney, I want you to tell us how one goes about starting a chapter. How does one get involved? Tell us about it.
0: Um, simply by going on the website and clicking, clicking the uh, um, start a chapter form, I mean link, and it will take you to a form. I have to upload the form because we had so much so much requests coming, I had to take the form down. But I'm about to put that back, back up and just fill that form out and then we'll get back to the people. It's, it's not a hard process. We just want people to you know believe in the mission and even if it's just one lawn a week or one lawn every two weeks, one lawn a month, they're making a difference. So it doesn't have to be a lot of lawns to be a chapter. You I just want to it. encourage people to get out there.
1: So you you um so right now when you click it it goes back to the front page. she had so many yeah. you had to take the form down. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny, huh? You had to take it down. I mean come on. You know? It's yeah. like uh it was, it was a lot. Uh, I know I know. So Again, requirements to start a chapter? Any specific requirements?
0: No, I mean, we just want to do a, a, a criminal background on the people that want to start a chapter.
1: Do you no, do, do that? Do you do the run. background check?
0: Yeah, we signed it off. Okay, we, we don't want. We, we want to make sure the people that represent raising men, you know, no one who have a bad background or anything like that. So we're trying to get the right people to. Um, lead the mission in their city or state. Yeah. Is, it,
2: is there an age requirement? Like you have to be. Yeah. 70,
0: so, so Twenty, thirty. I mean, it's, it's not a strict age requirement. Um, we mainly want adults to run the chapters. But yeah. if a kid goes on and completes the fifty-yard challenge and they want to start a chapter, if we see the dedication in them, we also let them start a chapter as well.
1: Yeah, that's good advice. I like it, that, buddy. It,
2: it is because you know there's in ki- kids are really have a lot of ability. And um, I, I've read stories about people when they were 10 starting a, some sort of chapter themselves, not on you know, doing your service, but doing other things that are good, like helping the hungry. They just knew at 10 years old, and now at 17, they're running a complete nonprofit. So I don't. a lot of times, the age limit doesn't matter. It's that passion and commitment.
0: Yep, that's the truth,
1: passion. And, and again, it's really about purpose. And you say, I, I love what you say here, buddy. You say, I found my purpose in life, and that's helping people. Yep. That, is, that, is, that is a strong statement. So I want to talk about purpose a moment here. Uh, it's really important. I, um, I love it when people can live out their dreams Imagine not having to go to work in your life. Imagine never having a job, friends. Imagine the fact that you, because it's your passion and your career is your passion, your passion is career. It's what you want to do. It's what you live to do. It's who you are. So you really don't look at it as a J-O-B. Isn't that a beautiful place if we could get there? Because a lot of people have to go to a J-O-B, which can be a pretty bad word if it's not your passion. And a passion is something that this is what you want to do. It's where you want to be. That's a lot easier to get up in the morning, Rodney. Don't you think, buddy?
0: Very much so. Um, there was, I, I believe I listened to a, a, a motivational speaker a few weeks ago. He said something on the line like, it's, it's the difference between even passion and your purpose. So like what I'm doing, I believe, is my purpose. I mean, I strictly believe it's what I was supposed to do. You know, um. I was very before raising my long-term service. I was very passionate about making instrumentals and making beats. But then, I, then I saw this elderly man one day, and I believe that's when I found my purpose. And with me finding my purpose, you know, I graduated with my bachelor's in computer science, but I on to get a master's in social work because I believe it's my purpose to help people. So, you know, you know, find your purpose, people.
1: Just find your purpose. find the purpose. You all have a purpose. So you're trying to get? Uh, you're going to go for your master's. You say in uh, social work. Is that what you say?
0: No, I recently graduated last May with my master's. In social it was your work. So master's.
1: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha.
0: Yeah, I graduated my bachelor's in computer science in 2016. Okay. And then And last summer, I done the two-year program for the master's in social work. Graduated with my master's in social work last May.
2: Yeah, I was just I, I was just thinking, Rodney, and um, you know, just how Mr. Brown was so special in your life that. Not only did he help you find your purpose, but here you are, you graduated from Alabama A&M, you know, with your bachelor's in computer science, and then you realized that you wanted to help people, and he kind of prompted you to go get your master's in social work, because now your purpose in life was helping others. So I just think that's amazing.
1: What's more amazing is the impact of these kids. I'm just thinking here, when you think about the kids that you know, if they weren't doing something that was productive in their life, they might be in trouble. They might get in trouble with the wrong people, the wrong situation, the wrong whatever. And then they're down the wrong path somewhere and then their whole life could be destroyed. So you realize the impact of an organization like this is, I mean, it's a hundredfold. It's significant, Rodney. Significant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard, I heard that from kids before. Yeah. Uh, they said, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for the programming, I'd be out there getting in trouble.
1: Well, that's where the ministry part of this comes in, and it's also the idea of the Big Brothers Big Sisters idea and the chapters and all of this. You've got something very unique with this that I find. Again, I see, I see the um, the iconic uh, and symbolic, but that that moment where it all just the spark of the story was clearly Mister Brown, and he is an an icon. you know, I'm thinking here, uh, Rodney is. We almost need to have like. Um, uh, you're a you know, you're a great marketer, by the way. I want to compliment you with the whole t-shirts and all that. Not everybody understand you really uh, under I I that's my background is marketing. Uh I worked with major corporations when I two and a half decades in the marketing world, okay. buddy. Yeah. And so you get yeah. marketing. You you totally yeah. get marketing. Not everybody does. But you so get it. And that's important. You've got, to have, you've got to be able to package something up and put it out there. And you've got to be able to get people super excited about it. One of the things I see you could do ahead as a university kind of thing, because, well, I say university. University is a good word to use within your organization, to teach fundamentals, teach things, the lessons to the young people. But you know, I just see kind of a Mr. Brown University, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, remember? that's a great idea. Yeah mr brown university and there's the icon here's that's the shining light that we want to raise up mr brown and that's what you want and you want people to um get involved and you know there there's a curriculum a curriculum you could put together and different ideas and how to make that happen and really have people achieve certain things keep it real not 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 um not too funny you know we don't have to be corny you know but real uh, lessons of life things you do and like you said I love the idea of how many lawns they do and the shirts and they grow as people and all of that is very interesting and you know the other cool word you used as a marketer is the word challenge you are you're very astute yeah. you're very astute buddy because by using that one word, you're now challenge the kid. When you tell me I can't do something, well, I'm going to want to do it. And if you tell me it's a <laughs> challenge, Rodney, oh, man, am I going to want to do it. I got to tell you. So if you say to me, well, Malcolm, there's oh, yeah. no way you're going to be able to do 50 lawns or 100. I feel like, hell I'm not. you bet I am. I'll accept that yep. challenge. Here I am, you know. Don't challenge <laughs> yes. me, right? Right.
2: And his yep. other great saying is making, uh, we are making it cool to give back.
1: Yeah. Making it cool. You know, I, I, I'll share with you a, a, a quick uh, little story, Rodney. When I was a young man, I used to have lemonade stands and I love, I love okay. selling as an entrepreneur, as a young kid, Rodney. So I used to, I cut the lawns. I, I sold door to door. I did, I did all kinds of stuff. I, one time we got to do a show as a young entrepreneurs. I love, I love uh, helping the kids out how to make a buck or how to, stay out of trouble, you know? And, uh, I, but I, but at one point I often thought, you know, it's funny how these childhood uh, dreams we have, I wanted to do lemonade stands. I mentioned, you know, having lemonade stands around the country, you know, that'll be Malcolm's lemonade, Malcolm's famous lemonade. We got to call that right? <laughs> I and mean, the Malcolm's yep. famous lemonade. And I remember having the lemonade as a young man and seeing that the neighbors used to buy and they'd, we'd raise money and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it's these kinds of activities as kids that are very healthy, isn't it?
0: It is. It, it is. It's very healthy. For
1: yeah, I used to do all that kind of stuff as a kid. It was a lot of fun. I mean, and that's where the kids <laughs> should be doing, but, you know, right now they're all tied up in video games, as you said earlier, and they're all tied yeah, up, up in this world of, oh, my golly. It's just, and, and so it's a cultural world of chaos and, and, and crime that comes with a lot of these uh, games and stuff, which don't help the young minds grow. Uh, in the proper way, uh, for sure. So I, That's I suggest, true. yeah, I suggest we get them off a lot of that stuff and get them out of the real world and doing things like this. You know, in many ways, you're bringing back yesteryear in a simple, simple, fundamental way. You're bringing back yesteryear. I love the idea of it. I think of mowing the lawn, Rodney. I think of a vanilla Coke, a vanilla Coke at the yeah. old fountain. You know, oh yeah, uh, or drinking yeah, a Coke yeah. out of, oh yeah, drinking a Coke out of a glass bottle, or going into Jack's yeah. candy store and buying penny candy, buddy. You know? It's kind of a harp back to yesteryear in some ways. It's very fascinating to me. The whole that whole genre. Uh yeah. and, and, and I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, buddy. I'm still young. So but I but I do remember yeah. some of those it wasn't exactly in the nineties, let's say that much, right? Oh man. <laughs> Rodney, I'm a big fan of yours, buddy i'm a big fan thank you so much you know
0: what i mean really appreciate that means a lot
1: you know yeah big fan buddy you've done really well uh the website friends is we are we are and uh the site is really well done rodney did it himself i mean which you would never know when you go there Uh, Not in the web business, but, hey, when you put your mind to it, you can get it done for sure. Listen, I want to encourage you out there to put a few dollars on this charity and donate a few bucks, and there are some really awesome people. I'll tell you what, do yourself a favor. Go to Brink Charities. On the site, there are so many cool people. Check out some of the Brink charities, please, on that page. You'll see raising men there, and you'll see a lot of others right there. And and just you know, help a few of them out. Just drop a few dollars—fifty bucks, hundred bucks—and it'll go a long way. And uh, I, I think it's—I I think let's 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 do it. Let's let's do this thing. Help some of them out. And raise a few dollars. I, I I just think it's extraordinary, and I love being able to do this on the brink of greatness, friends. Listen, help us get the word out there. Tell, sell the stories. Let's, let's uh, showcase them. That's how we sell the stories, by showcasing all these unique people. Um, I'm wishing Rodney great happiness, health, and want to raise up Mr. Brown as well as we end this program today, friends, that um, there's a Mr. Brown in your life as well. There's a Mr. Brown. You'll, you haven't discovered a Mr. Brown yet. You'll find one. It's somebody you're supposed to help. Somebody who needs help, somebody that you can do something with kindness without expecting anything back, just being able to do something unique for somebody, a fellow man. That's all it is. It's that simple, people. And you do that with, without expecting anything in return. That's called giving. That's called giving. Let's all try to do a little more giving in our lives, maybe. Maybe that's part of the answer there. You know, email us. You've got great stories, ideas, thoughts, greatness, at americaoutloud.com is the email address greatness at Loud.com. rodney help us get these stories out there on the brink okay we will uh,
0: definitely
1: do yeah push the stories out there tell the kids tell them to come look at feed off some of the cool stories we're doing and uh, there are some awesome awesome things that uh, i think it's it's and it's important to get the stuff out there A lot of good stuff out there. Friends, thank you again for being part of the journey here today. Uh, The brink of greatness can only happen when you're willing to push beyond the boundaries and limitations that are holding you back. What's holding you back, friends? Remember to take the next leap forward. people often ask me, what is a brink thinker? Well, brink thinkers, they're those leaders who have learned to nurture, persist, and expand their thoughts. The brink of courage or bravery, the brink of peace in the world, the brink of death just before life, the brink of victim turned to victor, the brink of no boundaries that leads to innovation, the brink of societal change so desperately needed the brink of never stopping until the realization of your goal.